This is Shelby Today, the voice of Missouri. Maple syrup production in Missouri isn't a huge industry, but there are some small-scale producers and people who like to do it for a hobby. But there are some obstacles when it comes to syrup production in Missouri. Joining us is Hannah Hemmelgarn with the University of Missouri Center for Agroforestry. She joins us. Uh, Hannah, nice to have you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. You know, I didn't realize maple syrup production has been going on a long time, generations here in Missouri. Oh, yeah, thousands of years, really before colonization, too. This is a long tradition. You know, I thought uh, if you wanted to make your own maple syrup, you'd have to leave Missouri and go to Vermont, go to New England. I didn't realize that um, that you could do it here uh, in, in the middle part of the country. Yeah, we're we're sort of on the western edge of uh, Maple Sugar's range, southwestern edge of Maple Sugar's native range. Um, but, you know, there are other maples that are also here in Missouri. Silver maples are a little bit more dominant, and there are plenty of them. Um, it doesn't take a very large tree to be able to tap and collect sap. Um, the, the process of boiling that sap into syrup or sugar is pretty energy intensive. So that, that can also be a barrier for people who are wanting to do this or scale up um, to any degree. But yeah, we, we definitely have the capacity to make tree saps and well, the trees are making the sap and we're making the syrup and sugar. And it's not just maples that can do this, this amazing offer their sap. Um, black walnuts also are a sap producing tree. And, um, Missouri has more black walnuts than uh, than any other state in the U.S. Wow. Uh, now, I have this picture of uh, when it comes to, you know, getting the sap of, of people. And again, I'm going back to this image of Vermont people walking through the snow and they, you know, tap the tree and out comes the snap. Is there a particular time of year that you draw the sap from a tree? Is it wintertime? Does it have to be cold? Well, so this is a really important piece, and, and it's one of the things that, is making syrup making in Missouri a little bit more challenging. So there's kind of a narrow window between winter and spring when the temperatures are fluctuating between freezing or below at night and then above freezing during the daytime. And in Missouri, that often happens around mid-January, February into March, but the season is getting shorter and less predictable um, as as the as the climate is changing. And so, how does that affect um, how much sap comes out of a tree? Yeah, so um, that that temperature fluctuation essentially creates a pressure dynamic, so that the sap can flow out of the tree. So there's always water moving in a tree. Well, in the winter, it's frozen. Um, well, the, so, okay, there's more to it. <laughs> there's a lot of anatomy and physiology. I, I'll try to keep this basic, but um, maple trees, the reason their sap is a little bit sweet is because those sugars are keeping the the tree cells from bursting when they freeze. So that's one of their survival adaptation mechanisms. Um, and that's also why some other saps also are sweet, but maple sap is particularly sweet. Um but when I say sweet, we're talking about, you know, 2% sugar uh, or 3% sugar in the sap. So that's why we have to boil it down. So the, the boil down ratio, ratio typically is about 40 gallons of sap to one gallon of syrup. Um, so it, that, that's what, coming back to this energy intensive process of making syrup, 
you can also drink the sap. You can um, let some of that sap water freeze and pour off the water that isn't frozen. That's a higher sugar content of sap. Um, and then use that to, I like making coffee with sap or just drinking it. People make carbonated sap beverages. There are lots of ways to use tree sap other than making syrup. Um, but yeah, so this seasonal variation, when we don't have those fluctuations between below freezing and above freezing, then we're not going to get that pressure gradient and the sap flow starts to drop off. As it gets warmer, the trees are also going to start budding out. So, um, what, and once the maple trees are flowering, it's really not um, a good time to be collecting their sap anymore. The sugar content changes, the amount of sap, sap changes, and they really need that sap then to, to be supporting their growth. Hannah Hemmelgarn with the University of Missouri Center for Agroforestry doing a great job of explaining how to get the sap out of a maple tree. I mean, that's it's complex, but you really did lay it out perfectly for us. So I, oh, a lot of people do this for a hobby, but there are some um, some farms, some farmers that will do this uh, kind of a, a down part of the season. Um, does it affect their business? Has the weather affected their business at all? And how much of a concern has that been? Yeah, well, I mean, I think this is one of the reasons why we see a lot more smaller scale sugar producer producers in Missouri and people who are thinking of this as one component of a diversified farm system or forest system. So we're not going to see people like in Vermont, someone might have a, a farm that's really or a forest that's really dedicated to syrup production and that's their main industry. That's not something we're likely to see in Missouri because in part because of those fluctuations, because we don't have quite as many maples and in the same abundance. Maple trees are not um, also not a preferred tree um, for some of the ecological benefits that, that folks are often looking for in forest systems in Missouri. So white oaks are often preferred. Um, and maples also have have habitat benefits, um, but because they are so successful at regenerating in shade in the shaded conditions of other trees, they often will outcompete some of these other trees who need help creating that space. I don't know that I did a great job explaining that, but but oak trees are um, are not as likely to regenerate, so we need to support them in order to um, sustain those, those oak populations in the state too. Uh, Okay, so that's sort of an aside. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so what I think is valuable for producers in Missouri, um, one of the reasons that I think it's, it's valuable for producers in Missouri to be thinking about potentially tapping trees for sap and syrup production um, is to start thinking about their forest. Um, and, you know, for people who maybe haven't, uh, put together a forest management plan, it's a good opportunity to say, okay, I've got an existing stand of maple trees. We're not going to encourage people to plant more maples because of those ecological reasons I, I explained. But um, but we do want them to start thinking about the health of the forest and the potential for other harvestable products in that space. So maple sugaring is one um what we call a non-timber forest product or beyond timber forest product. There are many other uh, non-timber forest products that grow here in Missouri. We think about ginseng, medicinal forest botanicals, golden seal, cohosh, 
Um, there are floral and botanical products that can be harvested from the forest. So um, the, the goal with what we're doing with the Center for Agroforestry with forest farming is to get people out into the woods to become familiar, to be paying attention to these important forested spaces. Hannah Hemmelgarn with the University of Missouri Center for Agroforestry. So are you discouraging people from uh, drawing maple syrup? No, not at all. Um, I think this is not only a beautiful family tradition that can be passed down, like we talked about generation to generation. It's a very old tradition. Um, It's also a source of sustainable sugar um, and really delicious, nutritious. You know, these fat products from the the forest are really a treat. So this is a great way to uh, become familiar with, with the trees in your backyard or in your neighborhood, your community. And um, and have some fun with it. Is there a place where people can go if they're interested in learning more about this as a hobby, uh, where they could? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Center for Agroforestry, um, we've been working with partners in Illinois and producers across the state and in Illinois. Um, to put together essentially a resource hub for people who are already doing tree sugaring or who are interested in either scaling up or getting into it. Um, and the website is centerforagroforestry.org slash tree sugaring. And um, there you can actually find resources on um on this topic from other regions too, but we are compiling information that we are learning from producers here in Missouri. Um, And that's really valuable, not only for financial planning, if you are wanting to scale up, but for people to also be thinking about that shortening or less predictable season to think about what, what scale is going to be right for them. You know, because this requires attention to those seasonal changes if you are someone who has the flexibility to be watching those those taps and see how much sap is flowing and paying attention to the trees, then doing this at a small scale might be just right for you. Maple syrup in Missouri. Then you also mentioned black walnuts. Um, is is that sweet too, or what? What's that sap like? What, yeah, it's a little sweet? bit lower sugar content, um, but. It can definitely be made into syrup, and it's a very specialty sort of niche product. Um, I, I should say as a caveat, you know, black walnut trees are typically thought of for their timber value, and we would not encourage anyone to tap a tree that is being grown for timber or managed for timber. But there are plenty of black walnut trees that are not being managed for timber, um, and this is an opportunity to, yet again, harvest another forest product. Hannah Hemmelgarn with the University of Missouri Center for Agroforestry. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.